and amen. Well, what's up, BCM family? Some of you are sitting there like, wait, what family? I don't even know you. Don't worry. Hey, listen, uh, hopefully along the way we'll get a chance to uh, get to know each other. I do want you to know, uh, you can think, man, that when a person puts on a microphone and uh, stand here the way that I am in this moment, that person must have it all together. I can tell you this, that is not the case at all. And anyone uh, who knows Jay will be able to actually finish this sentence, and you will be able to finish this as well. And I want you to know that Jay Sanders, I love the Lord. I am also a scrub, okay? Uh, <laughs> just like you. We are all men under construction, and I always want to keep it real with you. As Sarah mentioned earlier, in this season, while we are socially distant, obviously, we have made a commitment in this season, man, as a as a team and as a ministry that we are going to do all that we can to stay spiritually unified. We have declared, man, as a team in this season, we've said this, hey, listen, COVID can't kill the mission of God on the planet. COVID can't kill the mission of God right here on the campus of USF. And so we're going to go hard. And we're going to go hard not for the name of BCM, not for the name of Jay Sanders, I'm a scrub, I already told you that, but for the name of one person, that is the name of Jesus. In this ministry, we want you to know, man, we're going to make a big deal about a couple of things and be unapologetic about it. We're going to make a big deal about you, about people, regardless of your background, regardless of your story, regardless of your ethnicity or, man, or culture, if you, or if you speak one language or if you speak multiple languages, we're going to make a big deal about people because we believe, according to God's word, that people, all people are made in the image of God. And you, you are somebody. We will also make a very big deal about something else, and that is one name. That is the name that is above every single name, the name of Jesus. USF is a great place. Love it. BCM, an incredible ministry, but we're not here to elevate, okay, the name of BCM. We're committed, man, to elevating and advancing the name of Jesus, and we will do so unapologetically. We will also, man, make a big deal as well about one book. You say, what is it? Is it the tabloids? No. We're going to make a big deal, okay, about one book, and that book is the Word of God. And I believe that when God's Word when you not only just highlight his word, but you allow his word to highlight your life, it can change everything about you. You say, Jay, how do you know that? Well, I know that because I know the person who Jay Sanders is right now that's looking at you through this camera screen is a very different person today than I was a year ago or five years ago and certainly longer. And it is because of God using his word, man, to transform our life. And I trust that that is probably the case for many of you who are watching and listening even tonight. Can I ask you a question? I'm going to ask it to you anyway. And that question is this. Have you, ever, have you ever had a moment in your life where your life just like flashed before you? You ever had that moment? Do you ever had a moment in your life where your life flashed before you where in that moment you realize like, dog, man, life can be short. Maybe you have some moments. I'm sure if we were able to sit down maybe at Starbucks or hanging out, let's make it a little bit better, Chick-fil-A, you know, fellowshipping, you'd be able to, uh, man, maybe share some experiences. 
when life flashes for you just like that and you realize the brevity of life. One of those moments for me, it's kind of crazy, I remember, it, it involves my wife and I actually, and, uh, and at some point you'll get a chance to, to, uh, to meet my wife. In fact, I think we actually have a picture of her uh, tonight just so you can kind of get, a, get a, a quick glimpse uh, of her. That is my beautiful wife uh, that is there. Her name is Josephina, and uh, we just celebrated six years um, of being married this past uh, November. Now listen. I already told you I'm a scrub, so God bless Fina, all right, man? It takes a lot to be married to me. Um, but speaking of my wife, man, I, uh, I'll never forget a couple, actually, summers ago, and um, looking forward to the summertime coming around, and uh, we were going with some of our friends, and some of our friends came up with this great idea. They said, hey, Jay, what do you think about you and your wife and I and just all of us, like, going canoeing? And I'm like, do you know where I'm from? I'm originally from Dayton, Ohio, from the city. There's no canoeing that happens in the city, okay? They're like, oh, come on, Jay. It'll be a great time. Come on. We'll have a great time. So I'm like, all right, cool. My wife and I, we agreed we would go. We went on this particular day. The sun was out. It's Florida. It was beautiful. We get there. The instructor, he says, hey, listen, how many of you, how many of you um, have not canoed before? Now, out of the group of 10 of us, it was just my wife and I who raised her hand. We're like, yeah, we never canoed before. We're going to need some help here. So the guy, he's like, okay, I'll help you out real quick. He gives us literally 40 seconds, okay, instructions, okay, on how to canoe. And my wife and I are like, we have no clue what he just said, you know? Hey, you use the paddle to go this way, it'll help you to go straight. Use the paddle to go this way, it'll help you to go backwards. Use the paddle to go this way, it'll help you to go right or to the left. And we're like, man, this is about to be an absolute disaster. So anyway... Then here's, 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 first of all, where the, the big disaster was, is that we decided two people who were inexperienced to get into the canoe together. That was already, first of all, mistake number one. And then the, the next thing after that was, as we get going, it starts to storm. It starts to storm. A good amount of our friends, they had already, man, like, gone ahead of us, and they're like, bye, we're like, we don't know what we're doing. It starts to storm, it's, you know, it's lightning, it's thundering, all of a sudden it was absolutely awful. Here we are trying to get rolling, trying to catch up to the group, and as we're trying to go right, literally our canoe is going left. As we're trying to go left, our canoe is going right. As we're trying to back up, we start going forward, and here is the worst part. At one point, I didn't tell you about this, by the way, we're in, at Hillsboro River. This is where we're at, okay? As we're starting to go forward, there's two eyeballs. Two eyeballs, big old eyeballs that pop out out of the water. And I'm like, that's not a human being. And that's not a one of our friends that we came with. It was an alligator. And this alligator, this is no exaggeration. This alligator at first is just looking at us. It's probably, honestly, probably if I was, if I was alligator, I'd be laughing at us because probably could tell these guys have no clue what's going on right now. And so we're trying to actually now back away from this alligator, but we're actually going towards the alligator and we're agitating the alligator. And this alligator now, he was a, he was a hood alligator, okay? He, was a little, he had a little hood in him, okay? He, he, he started going crazy, man. He started hissing at us. And all I could think was, oh, my goodness, first of all, and my wife is so funny, she jumps back to where I'm at, okay? And I'm just thinking, we are about to die. I saw my life flash before me just like that, and so did my wife. And I thought we were going to get divorced, but we made it through, okay, after that. Now, listen. What we did, though, finally made it back to shore. And what do you do when you've had a really bad experience? 
you go and get ice cream. That's what we did. And we sat there and we talked about, okay, how our life flashed before us just like that. Now, I'm glad we made it. I never imagined myself, you know, dying from an alligator. But it was a reminder of the brevity of life, though. And I haven't been back canoeing since. Life is short. Life is short. And tonight we're beginning a brand new series that we're just calling, hey, don't waste your 20s. Now, don't get, don't get mad. Don't see me hate email. You say, I'm out in my 20s. Okay, switch 20s then to life. Don't waste your life. Don't waste your, your 20s. Don't waste the season of your life. It's easy, it's easy to think that during this season right now, especially in your college years, that, uh, you know what, it really doesn't matter what happens now. But the truth is, is that what you do today will matter tomorrow. Trust me, I know. What the decisions that you make today will determine the story that will t- be told about you tomorrow. It does matter. It is a very big deal, and that's why over the next couple of weeks, we have a collection of talks that we're going to be talking about, men of different areas. Maybe where we may be tempted to waste our life, we want to challenge you up higher. Not to waste your life. Now listen to me. Don't get nervous. You say, oh my goodness, we have a brother, and we're going to be here until next Tuesday when I'm speaking. I promise you, it's not going to be that long. I promise you. I promise that every single week we understand that, man, you can get Zoom fatigue. And so we, we promise we're going to try to keep it as short as possible. I want to give you just a couple of truths, man, from God's Word. We won't be able to, you know, man, pull every single uh, part of, God, of Scripture uh, apart like we would if we were all together. But we're going to, man, allow God to speak to us. And then in a few moments, we're going to invite each and every one of you to jump into a breakout group and just talk for a little bit about what God has shared with you tonight from his word. Life on earth is a temporary assignment. The Bible is full, by the way, of metaphors that teach about the brief, temporary, and transient nature life on earth. Life is described in scripture as a, as a mist. You ever seen a mist before? What comes to my mind, first of all, if, you ever, if you're wondering, like, Jay, what do you like to do? I love roller coasters. I love Bush Gardens. It's kind of dangerous now that I'm like so close to Bush Gardens. I just love Bush Gardens. I love Shikra. But you know how it is, man, when it is very hot, one of those hot summer days <laughs> at Bush Gardens, if you've ever been before, one of the things I love though is getting off one of those rides and then walking through one of the mist machines. You know what I'm talking about? We walk through one of the mist machines, but the mist, it's just there for a moment and then it just disappears. And the Bible describes life that way. Also as a fast runner, a breath and a wide and a wisp of smoke. The Bible says in Job chapter 8, verse 9, describes life this way. It says this, For we were born but yesterday and know nothing. Our days on earth are as fleeting as a shadow, Scripture says. You see that? We were born but yesterday and know nothing. (laughs) Our days on earth are as fleeting as a shadow. Life is short. Can I give you two truths real quick? To make the best use of your life, and I would challenge you not to waste it, you must never forget two truths. One is this, compared to eternity, life is extremely brief. 
compare it to eternity, life is extremely brief. And the second thing is this, earth is only a temporary residence. The bottom line tonight is this. I want you just to catch this. You won't be here long, so don't get too attached. Jay Sanders won't be here for too long, so I shouldn't get too attached. And guess what? You won't be here too long either, so we shouldn't, man, get too attached. Yesterday, uh, our, our four-year-old, we were going over to some friend's house, and there were some kids that were there. And before we went into the home, you know what we said to her? We said, Aria, that's her name. We said, Aria, listen to me, Aria. Listen, we aren't going to be here for too long. So go in. Have a great time with your friends, but we're not going to stay forever. It's the same thing with life. We all not to get too attached because we won't be here for long. David prayed a prayer in Psalm 39, verse 45, and he says these words right here. He said, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You made life no longer than a width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. <sighs> a breath. Just like that. Here for a moment, and gone the next. I don't want to explain this text to death, and nor do you want me to. This psalm, just to kind of give some context here, arises out of some unspecified problem in David's life. Apparently, he had some illness, which he relates to God's hand of discipline in his life. It may be that David saw a direct link between a sin that he had committed and this trial, or he may be simply relating his suffering to the curse on the human race that stems from Adam's sin. And in the midst of David's pain, he embraces the reality that life is short. Repeatedly, the Bible compares life on earth to temporary living in a foreign country. Uh, this is not your permanent home or destination. This is not Jay Sanders, if you're a Christ follower. Listen, this is not our home. And even if you're here tonight, you're like, you know what, I'm not really quite sure what I believe none of us are going to stay here. There is an eternity that we will have to face following our time here on earth. We're just passing through. We're just visiting earth. The Bible uses terms like an alien or a pilgrim or a foreigner or a stranger or a visitor or a traveler to describe our brief stay here on earth. One of my best friends is from the Bahamas. He's pretty cool. I've been to his house. His name is Kenny. He's the best man at my wedding. I love going to the Bahamas, but he actually, he lives here now in Florida and in the state of, in the state of Florida. But everywhere he goes, he carries a green card with him. It allows him to be able to work, although he isn't a citizen here. I got thinking about that recently, and I thought to myself, you know what? Christians, figuratively speaking, should carry a spiritual green card to remind us that our citizenship is in heaven. It's not here. God says his children are to think differently, by the way, about life from the way unbelievers do. Philippians chapter 3, verse 19 to 20 says this. They think only about this life here on earth, but we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. Real Christ followers understand that there is far more to life than just the few years we live here on the planet. Can I say this to you tonight? 
Your identity is in eternity, and your homeland is heaven. Don't get too attached. We're only here just for a brief moment. I mentioned to you that uh, my wife, she's from the Dominican Republic. In fact, we got married in Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic. I love, man, going and visiting my in-laws in the Dominican Republic. We hope that even at some point this year, we'll be able to go and hang out with them. You know what? There's never a time, though, when I'm there and I'm like, oh, I'm about to live here. It's great. But I know that when I go, I'm only there for a short while. Your identity is in eternity and your homeland is in heaven. And when you and I grasp this truth, you will stop worrying about having it all here on earth. God is very blunt about living for the here and now and adopting the values and the priorities and the lifestyles, the livings of the world around us. And when we flirt with temptations of this world, God calls it spiritual adultery. The Bible says in James 4, 4, you adulterers, don't you realize that the friendship with this world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. That's pretty sobering. We shouldn't conclude that because we live on earth, that earth is our home. The Bible was clear. It says in 1 Peter 2.11, dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Another Bible version says it this way, friends, this world is not your home, so don't make yourself cozy. I love the word cozy. <laughs> in it, don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul at the expense of your soul. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 31, it says, this world as we know it will soon pass away. It's been so amazing. Over the last year or so, especially since COVID hit the planet, so much has transpired since then. And you know it because we've been living on the same planet even in our own country. And it's been amazing specifically to watch Christians. It's been revealing. It's, I think it's exposed, uh, number one, where our allegiance has been to. And not only that, but I think it's also, man, maybe exposed on a heart level for many of us that we can get too attached to things here. And yet Scripture says it will soon pass away. Everything that we see will soon pass away. I wish that I could go on, but let me land the plane. So if there was just an, a point that I wanted you to ponder for tonight, that would be this. You won't be here long, so don't get too attached. You won't be here long, so don't get too attached. Jay Sanders won't be here long. I don't want to get too, too attached. A verse to remember, it's right there in Psalms again, where he says, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and that my life is fleeting away. And the last thing is this, a question to consider. And this question that I'm about to share with you, I want you to think about this because I want you to wrestle with this as well, even in, in your breakout groups here in just a few moments. 
that is this question right here. How should the fact that life on earth is short change the way I am living right now? How should the fact that life on earth is short change the way that I am living right now? Final thought. Life is short, but eternity is long. Life is short, but eternity is long. And everyone under the sound of my voice will spend eternity somewhere. The reason why I'm so committed in this season, man, of my life to reach college students is because I know every college student at some point will spend eternity somewhere forever. And depending on what you decide to do with Jesus will determine where you will spend all of eternity. And Scripture says, those who place their faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone will live in a place called heaven. Those who reject Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, Scripture is very clear that they will be separated from God, man, forever. You say, well, why do I need Jesus? We need Jesus because we were born into sin, and our sin separates us from God. But God, he sent his very best to earth to eradicate our sin, to help our sin problem. In Romans 3.25, it says this, For God sent Jesus to take the punishment for our sins. We are made right with God when we believe that Jesus shed his blood, sacrificing his love for us. Jesus came. We believe according to the scriptures. He went to a cross as a substitute for you and for me to pay for our sin because someone had to pay for our sin debt in full. Either we could or Jesus could. And he did it on the cross. And he died and he was placed in a tomb. And scripture says he resurrected from the grave with all power in his hands. And all you have to do is believe. That Jesus, he came, he died for you, he resurrected from the grave, and then call on him to be your Lord and Savior. Romans 10, 13 says this, everyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. And tonight, I know many of you, you have a personal relationship with Christ. But we will be remiss if we didn't give maybe some of you an opportunity to at least consider the fact that this is not it. Life is short and eternity is coming. And what you decide to do with Jesus is very important. And so tonight, if you say, you know what? I desire to accept Christ as my personal Savior. You can do that right where you are. You can simply just say, dear God, I admit I am a sinner. Thank you, Jesus, for paying my penalty for sin. Please, Forgive me now. Come into my life. Save me. And make me a part of your kingdom. Hey, tonight, right where you are, if you prayed those words and you meant that, we want to celebrate with you. And right at the bottom of a screen, of the screen right where you are, would you text these words, I prayed, to the number right there on the screen? Someone from our team will reach out to you just to encourage you to come alongside you. Not, not for anything weird, 
you would text that number in just those words, I prayed. We wanted to celebrate with you right where you are. Would you bow your head? We're going to pray. And then I have a couple of announcements for you. I'm going to break up into your, your breakout groups. God, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you, Father, for the ability for us to be able to connect in this way. Thank you for truth that we've heard, Lord, from your word, that life, it is brief, it is short. We're only here just for a moment. And in light of that, may we think about how that ought to impact the way that we live now. God, as your word has gone forth, even the gospel, well, we would love to celebrate with anyone that's out there that has taken that step into relationship with you. We thank you, Lord, for for salvation, and that you are still in the business of changing lives. We're grateful. We believe with faith that the best days are ahead for this ministry and this family we call BCM. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.